Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week we turn to the heavens and look at some beautiful pictures of stars. Now as Hubble turns 30 this week, we celebrate its achievements to date and even managing to get into space in the first place. But then we turn our attention to the active contributions Hubble is making to science today, including taking pictures of star foundries and nebula and a comet tearing itself apart. Now you may have guessed by the name of this podcast that we have a bit of a penchant for things of an astronomical nature. And if you like space, and if you know what the word Lagrange point means, then you 100% have seen photos taken by the venerable telescope Hubble, which turned 30 this week. Now, Hubble's story is one of challenge, difficulties, and overall, after a long, complicated process, actually one that's proved to outweigh a lot of the costs by the amazing images it's brought back to Earth that help bring home what space can be like from its weird and wonderful pictures of nebula, galaxies and stars, which have not only advanced science but captured the imaginations of people across the world, myself included, as a young child. Now, one of the important parts about Hubble, if you're not aware, was although it took many, many years to get up into space, it also then had major issues with the mirror and had to undergo a major transplant to improve its surface very early on, around three years into its mission. The initial problems were detected one before that, pretty much the first couple of weeks, but it took that long to grind a suitably smooth replacement mirror. But since then, despite lots of service missions all the way through its lifetime, it's managed to survive. It's actually even outlasted the shuttle as a space program, which is pretty amazing to think about because it has an incredibly large and precisely engineered mirror that is able to image things thousands of light years away. As you approach a major milestone, it's also good to look back on what you've discovered and also release high-profile images. And in that case, one of the most beautiful pictures has just been released, taken as part of the collaboration between NASA and the European Space Agency, of the giant nebula NGC 2014 and its neighbour, NGC 2020. Now, these are part of the vast star-forming region in the region of space known as the Large Magnetic Cloud. It's a satellite galaxy of the Milky Way. It's around 163,000 light-years away. But if you look at this image, and I encourage you to just go search NASA Hubble space images and look for more recent ones, you'll probably find it. But it has two beautiful nebula, one brilliant blue, the other crimson tones of reds, yellows, and a bit of blue scattered through it. And it's these kind of images of nebula, the the very foundation, foundries of stars as they're being formed, taking such clear and crisp pictures of them that really drives home what space is like. It can be weird, hot, and visually stunning. The Horsehead Nebula is probably a very famous image that you're aware of, or maybe the Pillars of Creation, the other three-pronged nebula picture that you've probably seen at one point or another. They seem like sci-fi, but they're actual space images. Now, inside these nebula images, you can see a lot of big stars, and they're actually stars that are at least 10 times more massive than our sun, but they have a much shorter life. 
Of only a few million years, they burn large, bright, and fast, compared to the seemingly sedate 10 billion lifetime of our sun. And in the centerpiece of NGC 2014, there's a group of bright, hefty stars that has blown away, or cleared away around it, some space. And this cocoon of hydrogen gas, which you can see is a red color, and dust, which helped form the star initially. So in this picture, you're actually seeing the full life cycle of stars, established stars, stars clearing their orbit, and stars yet to be born in this cosmic interstellar dust. And you can see the way you almost get this space weather amongst these stars, because you can see all the different paths that the radiation and stellar winds and solar winds have carved between them, creating regions where you have eroded the gas cloud around them. And because the gas is less dense, it makes it easier for these stellar winds to blast through them. You get all these bubble-like structures, which is very similar for some people to associate with the way brain coral tends to look. That's why this nebula in particular is nicknamed the brain coral. Now, the bright blue-coloured nebula, NGC 2020, has been formed by one mammoth star that is roughly... 200,000 times more luminous than our very own sun. And it's losing an awful lot of its mass through powerful winds that are bombarding it. Now, the star is actually 15 times more massive than our sun, and it's unleashing all these powerful winds that are sweeping away the areas around it. But it's also ejecting its outer layers of gas, sweeping into this cone-like structure of searing heat and gas. And that's why it's so impressive to look at. You're looking at these nebulas getting torn apart and also forming interstellar weather patterns, scattering starlight, stardust, and interstellar gas throughout the region. Now, the brilliant blue color of the nebula comes from the oxygen gas that is heated to almost 11,000 degrees Celsius. And that burns much hotter than the hydrogen gas around it. it also gives it that blue coloration. That's why these nebulae are so fascinating to look at, both from a visually stunning image perspective, but also from an astronomical perspective. It tells us a lot about the lives of those stars in those pictures, the weather that they're creating around them, and the way all those stars are interacting with each other. And you can learn a lot from a picture, aside from just being impressed by how strange and amazing space is, you can actually see the proof of those mathematical formulas and models that scientists are able to predict and observe. So the teams that have worked on NASA at ESA and Goddard Space Flight Center and international researchers who are collaborating for literally decades to use the Hubble Space Telescope have produced some amazing images. And you could literally list the thousands upon thousands of people who have been involved in this project from construction to maintenance to using the images today. And to single out individual people in this type of produce is a bit difficult. But the Hubble Space Telescope is one of those single instruments of science that has yielded so much to advance scientific understanding, but also popularise and help explain science. Much like the fabled blue dot picture of Earth, pictures from Hubble help us better understand what's out there, but also our place in the universe.
Hubble may be old, but it hasn't disappeared yet, and it's still actively helping researchers capture moments in time and space that are incredible. And a recent example of this has come from the collaboration again between NASA and the European Space Agency, where they've used the Hubble Space Telescope to image the breakup and disintegration of a comet in real time. And that is amazing to think about. Now, comets are these large balls of mostly ice that live out in the Oort cloud, the farthest reaches of our solar system. And they get dragged into on these strange elliptical orbits in towards the inner parts of the solar system, where the ice gets melted away by the stellar wind and this heat from the sun. And they form these amazing tails. Then they travel back out to the depths of the solar system and wait there, sometimes for tens, hundreds of years before making that trip back in. But because they're being melted away each time, they release pockets of gas and vapor, and eventually they do disintegrate themselves. And that's exactly what's happened to comet C2019Y4, Atlas. And on the 20th of April, they started to substantially lose pieces. 30 of them, large fragments, broke off from the comet 20th April, and then another 25 on the 23rd of April. Now, this comet was first discovered by ATLAS, the Asteroid Terrestrial Impact Last Alert System, which is a robotic astronomical survey system set up in Hawaii, in the United States. Now, when they picked up this comet all the way back in December 2019, it brightened quickly until around mid-March. Now, they thought it might actually be visible to the naked eye in May, becoming one of the most spectacular comets seen in the last two decades. Because if you plotted out the rapid weight it was increasing in brightness, that's what we were looking at. And we have a lot of things in 2020, but a literal burning thing in the sky, being a comet visible with the naked eye, would have been certainly something to top off the year. But that sadly was not meant to be, because the comet abruptly and incredibly rapidly, just as quickly as it burst into our view, started to get dimmer. And this led astronomers to, of course, speculate that this was starting to disintegrate. The comet, Atlas's fragmentation, was actually confirmed by an amateur astronomer named Jose de Cuedros, who photographed around three pieces of the comet starting to split apart all the way back on the 11th of April. And taking photos here down on Earth is difficult to get really clear weather, and crisp photography. And that's why having a telescope up in space to look at things is so useful. You don't have to worry about weather and you don't have to worry about that atmospheric distortion that clouds your images. And that's exactly what the researchers from NASA and ESA did. They turned Hubble's attention to this comet. And by tracking it on the 20th and 23rd of April, they could see this comet break itself apart and actually take pictures of the broken fragments, all getting enveloped in the sunlight-swept tail of cometary dust. Now, this is amazing to think about because it's the first time we've got not just proof, but photos of comet fragmentation and just how common it might be. In fact, it's pretty much the dominant mechanism by which comets die, not the gradual disappearing, but more the rapid, spontaneous fragmentation of a comet into lots and lots of little pieces. And given how rapidly this comet started to appear and fluctuate and then rapidly disintegrate means it was obviously quite unstable. 
Now, the appearance changes so substantially between the two days, it's really quite difficult for researchers like David Ewart of UCLA, one of the two teams who took photos using Hubble. And they don't know whether it was because the individual pieces are flashing on and off as they spin and reflect light like twinkling lights on a Christmas tree, he states, or because different fragments appear on different days. Because a fragment might get spun off, melt away rapidly, and then a new fragment appears. Now, because comet fragmentations happen so quickly and so rapidly, actually getting reliable observations of them are incredibly rare. In fact, the amateur astronomer Jose de Queros, who actually managed to take photographs of the comet 11th of April, did spectacularly well to do so. And that normally would have been pretty much a fantastic achievement in and of itself. But then to take more photos using it, such a precise instrument like Hubble is incredibly exciting because not only are these very rare, but it's amazing to actually get detailed videographic and photographic proof of what is actually happening. Now, most times comet fragments are too dim to see or they happen maybe once or twice a decade. So actually getting those detailed images is incredible. Now, the other important part about actually getting detailed, crisp images from Hubble is that we can actually now get a detailed look into the mechanism of what causes comets to die. And that is quite important because there's a lot of comets throughout our solar system and beyond. And there's a lot of different theories about the way in which their lifespans are impacted or influenced by objects inside and outside of our solar system. But also knowing how these melt apart and die is quite useful to understand planet formation, potentially formation of life, and a number of other interesting facts about the way these strange emissaries of our solar system behave. Now, the disintegrating Atlas comet is currently located inside the orbit of Mars. It's around 145 million kilometers away from Earth or at least it was the last time Hubble took an image of it. And the closest we'll get to Earth is around 115 million kilometers, so not incredibly close. And eight days after that, well, it'll be incredibly close to the sun, or only 37 million kilometers away. And if anything's still left after that disintegration point, there probably won't be much left after that close encounter with the sun. Now, this telescope has distinguished pieces as small as the size of a house, and that was before the full breakup. So now the entire nucleus of the comet before it shattered may have only been as large as around two football fields, so a couple hundred meters. Now it's down to the size of a house. And by the time it goes close encountering with the sun, it'll probably be much smaller. So whether or not any more is left to further fragment, break up or melt away, we'll have to see. But this comet, we won't be seeing with the naked eye here from Earth, but thankfully, amateur astronomers like Jose de Queros Researchers from NASA and ESA and universities across the world, along with the Hubble Space Telescope, have been tracking this comet and taking amazing photos for us. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. From comets tearing themselves apart to stars fighting amongst themselves in stellar nurseries and yielding beautiful images, we'll look at some of the amazing things Hubble's has done, including recently. Our ending theme was composed by Audio Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.